Welcome to the Cone Zone. We're the Cones. Lowell Cone, Grant Cone. Thanks for coming to the show. Last time we talked, Trey Lance was on the team. Then the Niners traded him, and they did that very dramatic press conference with Kyle Shanahan came out and talked, and then John Lynch came out and talked afterward. And you weren't there, but you watched on television, and you tweeted about it, and I loved your interpretation. So when you were watching Kyle Shanahan talk in that very quiet tone for about 15 minutes saying, you know, I really feel like I let Trey down. You know, I'm not, I wanted him here. And then you saw John Lynch come out more with his chest puffed out being like, you know, we own it. We own it. It was our fault. We own it. What was your takeaway from that spectacle? Oh, they both seem very stressed to me, Iggy. Lynch did have his chest buffed out. That's how he is. But he kept wiping his nose. Did you notice he had like a runny nose? And mm-hmm. to me, I'm not putting him down. I have runny noses all the time. I don't mean that. He seemed, when people are stressed, they catch mm-hmm. colds. They, they're, not, he, they're not up to par. So yeah. this is a conjecture. Um, I None of these people talk to me. But I... I am imagining that they felt pressure. Now, what kind of pressure were they feeling? They don't care about what the media thinks. It's like, oh, Grant and Matt Mayoko are going to think that they screwed up the whole uh, Trey Lance thing from the moment they drafted him. They don't care about that. What they care about is this standing in the organization. Now, I am not in touch with Jed York at all, but – nor do I know if he's pulling the strings. It could be his mother. It could be his father. But let's, for the sake of argument, say it's him. And we don't know. Well, if he is an owner with any guts, he sh- has to have called them in and said, look, I'm going to keep quiet about this whole Trey Lance thing. or well, The three first-round picks plus another pick, and we got a fourth in return. And you botched them from the beginning. I'm not going to say anything public about it, but I want you to know you guys are on notice. You need to get to the Super Bowl this year, or you need to win the Super Bowl this year to make up for what a farce you did with this and how bad you made me look and the 49ers look. This is inept. This is not 49er business. Um, And if things don't come around, your heads may roll. And I want to tell you something, Niggy. That's what Eddie DeBartolo would have done. And he wouldn't have been polite about it. He would have been screaming. He might have thrown something. Not at them, but he might have thrown something. The point is, it's what they deserve. Yeah. When they say, we own it, and they both said, we own it. What does it mean, we own it? It doesn't mean anything to say, mm-hmm. we own it. It's, a, it's, it's, it's a, like, I take full responsibility. It means nothing. But... If he put them on notice, I am really angry. I am really disappointed. I'm beginning to doubt you two. Mm -hmm. Now, that's something. And what I want to say, Iggy, he needed, Jed needed to do that. And if he didn't do that, I lose respect for him. Do I have respect for him? Is there any to lose? That's another conversation. But if he didn't do that, I lose respect for him. How do you feel? Who who really owns it? Who really foots the bill for this? The Yorks. I'm looking right now. They paid Trey Lance $27.8 million. It's a lot of money. And it's, it'd be one thing if Trey Lance played 20 games, wasn't good. It's like, well, you tried. You gave him every chance. It didn't work out. It happens. But to just throw him away and say, sorry, we, we convinced you, the Yorks, to use this draft capital, to spend this money. We convinced you that this was the guy we needed. Then two years later, we're telling you, actually, he's not the guy we need. We're never going to give him a chance. Sorry. Sorry for those $28 million you threw down the drain. Yeah, you'd have to be pissed about that. That's not a little bit of money. You'd have to say, look, we, we, we trusted you. We spent right. the money. It's gone. And fine, you still get to be here. But if you miss the playoffs, if you don't win a playoff game, like nothing's guaranteed. That's how I feel. I, yeah. um, and again... I don't know who's doing the conversations there, Iggy. There had to have been at someone's home or at an off hour in in the building. There had to have been a very stern conversation, like father to son. You know what I mean? A, 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 A call to Jesus moment. There had to be something like that. And if there wasn't, this this is a joke franchise. If there wasn't. Can you imagine how 
Bill Walsh would have handled. This is incompetence we're talking about. How he would have handled incompetent people or Carmen policy. Carmen's a wonderful guy, but he wouldn't stand for this. And we're supposed to believe that Jed is standing for this? If he is, he's a clown. Now, it's possible that Brock Purdy is the second coming of Joe Montana, and this debacle won't necessarily define this organization. But if Brock Purdy isn't, and they can't lean on that success, and they just have him coming back to earth and Trey Lance giving them nothing, then eventually you're going to have to look at this team like they don't know what they're doing at quarterback. So if it isn't Brock at this point, I feel like, Maybe that's this organization, this regime's last hope. If it ain't Brock, it ain't anybody, and you got to go. Iggy, I agree with what you're saying, but I would add, even if Brock is a smashing success, you can't wipe out what they did with with Trey Lance. No, even if Brock Brock wins the Super Bowl, these guys screwed up how many times? If you look at it as a timeline, starting at – Hour one, they screwed up by drafting him the way they did and develop, not developing him um, the way they did. And then this phony um, competition that they had and choosing this Sam Darnold over him, all of this. No, no. Even if um, Purdy works out, these guys still should be on notice, Iggy. I don't back off from that. No, I agree with you. And the thing is, like, I feel – this trade will have consequences for a long time and they won't be able to outrun it. They'll say, well, we got Brock, no harm, no foul. Okay, well, Brock could be really good and you could not win the Super Bowl this year. We all saw it in the preseason. This is a very top-heavy team. For the first time in a while, it lacks depth. Why does it lack depth? They threw away so many premium draft picks. So if they have injury issues, if they miss the playoffs because some a couple of their important players got hurt, you can't use excuses anymore. This is all... Uh, a symptom of that huge blunder. It's going to catch up to yeah. you. Yeah. Hey, Iggy, I, I want to um, introduce a footnote here. Okay. I am fascinated by J.T. O'Sullivan's um, videos. Mm-hmm. Now, you haven't had a chance to watch. It was about 20 minutes on okay. Purdy's performance against the Chargers. But he showed one thing which was amazing. He doesn't like that... Uh, Kyle calls seven step drops from, from under, under center. He yeah. he feels it's it, for him. It's it, and it, and and he showed something da- dangerous, dangerous. But he showed it in one play against the Chargers. He took a seven step drop, and a guy was able to loop around. If you have a five or four step drop, Balls they out. can block him. But he was able yeah. to loop around. He came within six inches of Purdy's reconstructed elbow. Yeah, in a preseason. And he showed it and he said, yeah. look at that. And he, he played it several times in slow-mo. And you could see the guy reaching out just like in the uh championship game, comes within six inches of, of yeah. the elbow. And and now that has nothing to do with putting these guys on notice, but it has something to do with me putting Kyle on notice. What are you nuts? Can't you block better? especially in a preseason game. What else did JTO Sullivan say about Brock Purdy and his deep ball? Oh, okay. First of all, he was overwhelmingly positive about, about Brock. He really likes his composure, his decisiveness, how he sees the field. But he had one thing that he noticed as he was showing the film that surprised him and um, made him feel a little nervous about Brock. He showed in his short, quick passes over the middle, his feet are planted the way they should be. But when he throws deep downfield, he lifts up his right foot, the back foot, which it gives you the power like a pitcher. And he shows how as he's throwing, he's actually not moving forward with that foot, but backing up a few inches. And he said, boy, I hadn't noticed this before. I can't imagine they're teaching this and it gives him less force on his deep balls. And he said, this is something that he's going to watch in future games. Interesting. Because I think the question with Brock Purdy, like that, that's it. 
that's the main limitation. He's he's pretty good at throwing him up the left sideline, but up the right sideline has been an adventure, and now there's a reason for it. So something to watch. Thank you, JTO Sullivan. We'll take a, a few super chats, and we'll get to our second topic. Uh, rugby Dude says, uh, Degenerate gambler with 100-plus champions like yours following every NFL club, you are among the very best great work. Thank you, Rugby Dude. The Ryan, the Ryan G. Hensley Show. What's up, Ryan? Hey, Lowell, any chance of an unretirement? We need more journalists that will turn up the heat on this regime. Hope you are well. Hi, Ryan. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm retired. <laughs> the only thing I do in sports is this one hour with Iggy. Thank you. Todd Labor says, you're right, Mr. Cohn. Eddie would have handled this situation differently, as well as Carmen Policy would. Uh, would Bill Walsh handle it differently as well. Thanks, guys. Enjoy your show. Um, Bill Walsh never would have uh, drafted Trey Lance for two reasons. One, he wouldn't have given up all that capital, that draft. It yeah, never would have happened. That's key. He, no. He was sane. He, I mean, he was yeah. – and in fact, Bill – He was, he was a, sane. That's really around funny. football things was very sharp. And people called him a genius, and, and he might have been. Plus, he wouldn't have wanted anyone as raw as this kid. This kid was I, 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 like, a, like a freshman in, in college when they brought him over to the Niners. Bill wouldn't have wanted anybody that raw. Also, um, Bill wouldn't have, you know, trading three firsts and a third for a quarterback in the draft, the only other t uh, coach who's ever done that was Mike Shanahan. He traded three firsts and a second for Raji three. So, like, th that's that's a Shanahan production, spending all that for a I, – I don't think Bill ever spent a first-round pick on a quarterback. He drafted Joe Montana in round three. He's, he traded a second and a fourth for Steve Young. I don't think he ever spent a first-round pick on a quarterback. So – Right, and Steve Young was perceived as as washed up, and he yes. was. They wanted Vinny Testaverde over him, and yes. Bill again. I have to say, he saw something in in Steve, and boy, was he right. Yeah, well, Kyle sees something yeah. in Sam Darnold and says he could be the next Steve Young. So let's see. You know, is Sam Darnold a lefty? No. How do you get to be the next Steve Young if you're not a lefty? <laughs> Got to be a lefty. I think so. I mean, Gotta really, isn't that because yeah. I know part of I'm not kidding around here. Mm -hmm. One of Bill's coaches told me part of Bill's fascination with Steve was that he was a lefty because right. it changed everything for defenses. Mm -hmm. It It's like when a boxer is a righty and fights a lefty, right. everything is different because yeah. the jab comes from the other hand the cross right. comes from the other hand and bill was fascinated by steve obviously by his ability of course but also by his left-handedness and bill was a lefty well if you think about how defenses orient themselves they orient themselves to face right-handed quarterbacks so nick bosa right. nick bosa rushes from the right side of the defense which is the left side of the offense because it's assumed that he's coming around the, the blind side as it were Right, But not if it's a left-handed quarterback. If it's a left-handed right. quarterback, then he needs to be on the other side. Also, usually the number one corner is on the left side of the defense, which is the right side of the offense, because most right-handed quarterbacks like throwing to the right, except for Brock Purdy throws left. Most quarterbacks throw right. So it's, it's allows you to attack defenses where they're not used to being attacked. And that's what Bill was fascinated by. Saul Goodman says, if things don't work out with Brock Purdy after they traded away Trey Lance, then we invade 49ers front office like it's January 6th. I don't think so. I don't so. condone it. <laughs> Khalil Kemp says the ball boys made Jed look like a fool. Maybe we fans will have our, uh, better luck when Jax is running the show. Jax. Harbaugh was fired for less. Is Jax, uh, Jax is Jed's son? Probably. Probably. I don't know. Thanks, Khalil. Neil says, love seeing you in great health, Popcorn. Thank you, Neil. Ray Rogers says, lots of talks about Nick Bosa trade thoughts. We'll talk about that. We're going to talk about later, uh, later about Bosa. Uh, voice ad agency says at Grant, do they ever let Lance practice with CMC? No. At Papa Cone, would DiBartolo ever have treated one of his players like Lance, like Lance got treated? Thanks for keeping it real. I don't know that Eddie was kind. He is now, but when he was younger, I don't know that he was kind. So I can't say how he treated. Give me a minute here, Ricky. I can't say how he treated players. Now that he's an old guy like me, he's very sweet. In fact, he, uh, he's very nice to Grant. And he even told me one time, Lowell, you did a very nice job in, in bringing up your son. I want to tell you about Eddie. One time they got beat. They were playing at Candlestick and they got beat. 
And after 10 minutes, they let the media into the locker room. At the time, they had a wall phone. It, it was like, you know, because it used to be the, the, the Giants clubhouse also. So maybe it was if someone wanted to call into the clubhouse from the dugout or something like that. Anyway, I don't know. Ed, Eddie had wanted to talk to someone on the phone. He got so pissed. He ripped the phone off. I saw him do it. He ripped the phone off the wall. So Iggy, now he's holding one of these big receivers. No cell phones, big receiver. Mm -hmm. And the little cord is coming off where he ripped it off. It looked yeah. like a rat. He was holding a rat with a tail. And he was, his, his eyes Like he had were, just scalped someone in a, in a battlefield. <laughs> That's right? how angry, how angry he was about them losing. <laughs> and here's the thing. I had a column in mind. I had talked to Ira Miller and I was going to write, you know, quarterback, blah, blah. I saw him with the phone. The hell with that guy. I wrote about him and the phone about how he did and how pissed he was and walking around. Iggy, he was like a man who was in a trance. He was walking around with his phone. I thought he wanted to hit somebody. He didn't hit anybody. But I, I rarely seen anger like that. Were these, was this the 80s? Yeah. What yeah. a time. Fish and Chips says, Lowell, what a time. A lot of really worked up angry people in the 80s. Fish and Chips says, Lowell, when you retire from New Media, I go too. Fish and Chips, I love you. Reti I retire? Oh, New Media. Okay. okay. All right. This All right. New Media. All right. New Media. So we're done talking about Trey Lance, but we are, we're not done necessarily talking about the debacle. And I think one thing that's very interesting about the Trey Lance thing is the timing of his departure. They held on to him for such a long time, given that, that it seemed like they wrote him off. They held on to him through the draft, through minicamp, through through training camp, gave him all those reps, pretended like there was a chance he might be the second string quarterback. Then, right before the last preseason game, they trade him to Dallas for a fourth uh, fourth round pick and say, wow, we're so surprised that we got this much for him considering how awful he is, but good luck, Trey. You have a bright future. We're happy to get a fourth round pick now. Before the last preseason game, then every team plays one more game, and that night, the Detroit Lions, number two quarterback, Nate Sudfeld, tears his ACL. It seemed like the Niners could have just waited a day before trading Trey Lance. Or they could have waited even longer. I mean, they could have waited. Into the, there's a trade deadline in a couple of months. Why now, Dad? What was the big hurry? Yeah. Well, again, Iggy, you're asking a phenomenal question. What was the big hurry to trade him then? They could have waited till after the weekend. They could have waited till after teams solidified their rosters. Um, people get hurt. Sudfeld got hurt. The point is, it's like they didn't know what to do with this, Iggy. It's like they were in a panic. And they thought, we have this problem. We want to make it go away. You know? Now. Like when you're a, now. Like you're a kid and, you, and you're in bed and you pull the, the covers over your head. Right. It's like yeah. it's like that. But had yeah. they waited, maybe Detroit would have been interested and maybe they could have got a third or a fourth and a sixth. What was the hurry? So, again, Iggy, again, I say if you make a timeline, they have screwed it up every point in the timeline, including when they got rid of them. They could have yeah. waited three days. Um, they have been. It's not personal. They have been so inept, it makes my head spin. It really does. Now, what do we know? Trey Lance, we don't know if he requested a trade, although it sounds like he did. And he did walk off. He, he left. He didn't go to practice. So maybe, I, I don't, maybe it was an emotional decision. Like, okay, if you won't come to practice, we'll trade you now. They're trying to say, like, we wanted to do right by Trey. Man, you've been doing what's right for the organization since you drafted him. You couldn't play him his first year because you had to do what's right for the organization. It's a win-now team. You got to play Jimmy. Now you want to do what's right for Jimmy uh, for Trey because he asked for a trade now. Like It seemed like it would have been really easy to say, Trey, we hear you. It sucks being the third-string quarterback, but uh, you signed a contract. We'll do it the best we can. Hold on. Wait a week. Or we'll let you. We'll get back to you. We'll get back to you. I mean, maybe not. Maybe you might have to be our third string quarterback this year. Now, what happened? The story got leaked. Fans knew, and there's a lot of fans who are emotionally invested in this story. It's very possible if he had played in that last preseason game, there would have been chants. We want Trey. We want Trey. I don't think the organization wanted any part of that. So maybe that. I mean, whatever the reason was, it was the wrong reason. Whatever the motivation was, it was the wrong motivation. 
I can't, I can't. I imagine. agree. And yeah. Iggy, I want to say something else. Both Kyle and John came on and said, we want to do what's right for Trey. I don't put any stock in that at all. They're no. in business. And I believe that um, that's a public relations spin. I don't know Kyle. I knew John when he was a college student. And I thought he was a very nice man. And everybody who I talk to about him says he's, he's a very good guy. In his heart, he may have wanted to do right by Trey, Trey, but that's not what motivated him. It couldn't be. He couldn't be a good general manager. What motivates you is the is the for the benefit of the team, and the team did not benefit from this. The only thing that benefited was they got rid of a problem. And it's true. If the fans started yelling, "We want Trey. We want Trey," well. That would have been very hard. And you know what? They put themselves in that position. Although they got themselves out of that position. But Iggy, when they got rid of him and the way they did, it was extremely controversial. Yeah, it's like it's their business if they want to name, if they think Sam Donald's better than Trey Lance and they want Sam Donald above Lance in the depth chart. But that's not going to be a popular decision. Fans aren't going to agree with that. And if you keep Trey Lance on the field after making that declaration, fans are going to voice their opinion during that preseason game for everyone to hear on TV, it's going to be a story. I think that the Niners have had such a low opinion of Trey Lance, the player that they felt getting a fourth round pick for him was just like manna from the gods that like Jerry Jones is an idiot and you got to take advantage of this deal. When really literally hours later, a quarterback in Detroit got hurt. Detroit was rumored to be interested in Trey Lance. He's from over there. I think they're rumored to be offering a fifth round pick. Wait three hours. Maybe they'll offer you a fourth and a second, like you said. So, I think they really messed this one up. I think <laughs> really messed this one up. That's really an understatement. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of words we could use. That's a very kind understatement. I mean, I didn't realize that Nate Sudfeld had gotten injured, but at that, I imagine at that post-game press conference when John, when Kyle was out there and John were out, that was part of it. They realized like, man, if we had waited a few hours, if we had just waited a few hours. Oh, yeah. well, you know who, who does know though? The Yorks. I bet they do. Okay, but there's good news. What? No, I, I keep going. There's good news. Um, it's August 29th, 2023, and Nick Bosa still hasn't reported to the 49ers or signed his extension. I guess that's not good news. I guess that's more bad news. It's a really good team. It's a lot of bad news entering the season. Uh, it's f less than two weeks away, fewer than two weeks away. Is it time for people to get concerned about this is this going toward like bosa requesting a trade or well before we get to bosa let's talk about is there a black cloud over this team let's talk about that absolutely because he's part of the cloud and yeah. then we can talk about him specifically would that be okay yes there are three black clouds over this team one was the whole trey lance saga which is over now but lingers and may linger if they don't do well yeah. The second is Bosa, and we'll come back to him specifically. But here is your best defensive player, maybe even your best player. And he's silent. He hasn't, yep. he's missed the entire training camp. Um, Iggy, did he go to mini camps and that stuff? I don't think so. No. no. Okay. So no. he's been missing. He's been missing. And yeah. now. It's less than a fortnight until the season starts. And and they have nothing to say. Uh, Kyle said he expected it to be like this. Mm -hmm. I don't believe cool. that. Uh -huh. I, I, you expected it, so that makes it good. Yeah, that okay. makes it good. And the third is the kickers. The one guy they put on the injured reserve or whatever they call it, uh, who wasn't a factor anyway, and this poor Moody who may be having a psychological breakdown. We don't know about him, so we don't even know what's going to happen. Now, look, if they start really well, you had said earlier today, if they start 5-0, and all this means nothing. Nothing. Buckus, garnished. It's nothing if, if they start 5-0. and But I would say at least this, it's not how you want to start a season. Uh -huh. You want to start a season like – we're ready to go. Mm -hmm. We got Osa. We got a kicker. Uh, yeah. We're happy with our quarterbacks. We're going to win the, the fucking Super Bowl. 
Right. right. We're going to win the fucking Super Bowl. Now it's like, ah, eh, you know, maybe it just feels like a team that isn't all that, that it feels like the kind of team that loses in the first round of the playoffs to a team that's inferior to them. And you're like, what happened? What yeah. happened this year? It, it just feels like, you know how you want a team to come together. You have to come together. And this is more with football teams than any other sport. Men. You have to come together before the season. It feels like there's some stragglers out there that yep. maybe the ropes are not as are a little frayed or not as strong mm-hmm. as they used to be. And again, I think the the uh, perfect image, Iggy, is when Lance uh, did that great pass and Debo and Ayuk ran into the end zone. They were very excited. Mm-hmm. And I think, one, because they like him, two, because he's a black quarterback. Yeah. And now they have to take that back. How do they feel now? Uh, they don't see him in the locker room. Yeah. Uh, do they? Fe- yeah, I mean, how yeah. are they feeling? So mm-hmm. what I'm saying is this may mm-hmm. be the greatest team ever, and we're going to find out. But it's uh, – no, I'm serious. This may be a great team. Could be. I'm not saying Could they're going to suck. But I don't think this is the way you want to be 12 days before the season starts with a very tough game in, in Pittsburgh. Right, because they've just been to back-to-back NFC Championship games. They've been on the right. doorstep two years in a row, and you're thinking they got to do something different this year to get over the hump. So, something different isn't ruin your kicker situation, uh, alienate Nick Bosa, make your quarterback room worse, like make your offensive line worse. I mean, this kind of feels like taking a step back. Now, maybe they won't. Maybe they'll work it out. But it just feels like really feels more like it feels kind of like Harbaugh's last year, where it just feels off from the beginning. That's right. You know, that's a good point you're making. I really thought and think Harbaugh is a great, a great coach. Um, but there was something sour, Iggy, from the start of that season. There was something sour, and you felt it. Games mm-hmm. they should have won, they didn't win. Games they were ahead, they got taken over. And you think, yep. this is Harbaugh? This is happening yeah. under his watch. And mm-hmm. you wonder if, the, if it almost feels like that. But again, I have something else to say. I don't want people to say uh, the cones are so negative. The cones are haters. And a lot of people, when they write that to me, they always put an apostrophe and apostrophe S. It's not a possessive. It's a plural. Get it anyway, right. Get it right. Even get it if you're right. putting us down. But we're not saying that. I think this is a, good, a very good team, and I think their quarterback is is going to be very good for them up to a certain point beyond which he needs to prove himself. Yeah. But we're just saying 12 days before the season, you don't want it to feel no. sour. You don't you don't want these things. It's hard, it's hard to win every single game in the NFL, and you don't yeah. want this. It kind of reminds me of the Warriors from last year. I mean, they had just Same won a, a, a championship. And then right before the season starts, Draymond clocks Jordan Poole in the face. And it's like, you know what? That's probably not the best thing for the team. And it wasn't. And they fell apart. And now Jordan Poole's gone. And it just feels like, I don't know if the the Niners are going to fall apart like that. But it's not what you want. It doesn't help, these things. It doesn't help. It could could hurt. In fact, when you start the season as a football team, when you, you're not you. Yeah. um, You want to feel... You're playing with joy. Mm-hmm. We're terrific. We're the best, and we love the challenge. And we're yes. we, we're gonna we're gonna destroy this. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they feel now, Iggy. Let's get to Bosa because it's very interesting. And I, before you speak, well, I want to real, say real quick. Thing. This is a team that's had three that started slow three years in a row. They're trying to start fast this year. They're not really looking like a team that's going to do that. But go ahead, let's talk Bosa. Yeah, I I want to admit. I'm of two minds here. I'm both with him and I'm with management. Uh, and I'm caught. In, I'm I'm caught like in a night fork. Fork. Right. Yeah. I'm talking Brooklyn. I'm sorry. I, I'm I'm caught. Who's? Do you take a? I don't take a side. I I'm like feel like I'm at a play and I'm enjoying right. it. And I, it's suspense, and I want to see how it's going to work out. You know how the play's do you called? Feel about it? The play's called what? the billionaires versus the millionaires. 
the billionaires versus the millionaires. And you don't, I mean, you don't really have to pick a side. But for Nick Bosa, I understand his position. Like the NFLPA is rooting for him because he's the best player in the league, not quarterback. Uh, he was just the defensive player of the year. It's important for other players that he doesn't take a discount, that he gets more than the last highest paid player. That way, players can keep increasing their share of the pie, which is good for them. And it's important. Yeah, go ahead. Hold on. Hold on. Do you think Bosa cares about that? No, that he's. But I think I think the NFL PA does. I think agents do. I don't think he cares cares about himself. Right. Yeah. So no, but when when people support Bosa in the league, they're like, well, this could work out for us down the line. If he gets more money, we might get more money down the line. That's it. Okay. But I don't think he cares one way or another about the other people. George Kittle tried to pretend like he cared. Like, it's not that I want a lot of money, okay? This is for all the tight ends out there who haven't gotten what they deserve. Yes, sir, George. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. his agent. You, you know his agent. He, that's how he's thinking, too. We're right? not greedy. This is for the rest. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to be defensive end. Yeah. Because, uh, because of, I'm a philanthropist. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. but uh, with Bosa. So I was asking, where do you stand on this? I'm in the audience watching. Where do you stand? Um, I mean, Bosa is entitled to what Bosa is entitled. He pl- this is what the market says he's worth. The Niners said they budgeted for this. They look rinky dink not paying the. De- Can you not afford the defensive player of the year? What do you want to do? If you don't want to pay him that much money, trade him. Make a decision. If you think he's worth it, pay him. I, they look wishy washy. Oh, Kel Surprise. They look um, wishy-washy. Okay, but I, I want to restate how I feel if when I look at it from ownership point of view. We're going to pay him a lot of money, and he's going to be wealthy for s- several lifetimes. So he, he's, it's not like he has to bring bottles to the grocery store to get the nickel deposit. No. Uh, nothing like that. He's not going so, to, to, to like convert his quarters and nickels into dollars at the Like guys do. Yeah. Yeah. So why does he want the money? Um, He doesn't need more money. They're going to give him plenty of money. He wants the money for his ego. So here's the thing. I can't get with either camp. The one camp apparently won't pay him what he thinks he's worth. And he wants it for his ego. So you know what? I'm going to Romeo and Juliet. You know what? Say it. A plague on both their houses. That's how I feel. That's the one line I remember that I ha- had to say in, because uh, I was Mercutio, if you didn't know that. Fun fact about me, sixth grade. And you had to really yell that line. It was right when you, well, he was dying. He got caught say in between a sword fight between Romeo and Tybalt. Yeah. And yeah. he's like, blamed them both. A plague on both your house. Both of them. Both go. of them. It's like, <laughs> oh shit, he's dying. He really means this. Anyway. <laughs> so that's, I, I'm Mercutio. Yeah. Well, Here's the thing. If that's how the Niners feel, like if they're souring on Nick Bosa and they're like, oh, you know, I it's just occurred to us. No, no, no. no I'm I didn't like, say if, they're souring. Can I I'm finish? souring. Yes. If I'm say, no, I'm saying, though, like if, if they're saying, look, man, like he's not a team player and this is really this is really turning us off. He just wants us for then trade him. Trade him for a quarterback because you're going to be giving him quarterback. You're going to give him like $100 million guaranteed. Give him to a quarterback. Either one. Either give the money to him or trade him for, for someone else that you want to give the money to. It shouldn't be that hard. Th- this shouldn't drag into the season. If he misses games, they look indecisive. Again, if he misses games, Iggy, it's or a game. How about one game? Yeah. If he misses one game, it's disgusting all the way around. I'm I'm not with either side. Yeah, it's fair. The thing with Debo, I feel like everyone was on the Niners side because with Debo, he'd only really had one great year and then he wanted to be paid like he was the best wide receiver in the league. It's like, you're not the best wide receiver in the league. You're, you haven't earned it. You're going to have to meet the Niners on their terms. Bosa sort of has the best resume you could really have in his position. There's not a whole lot of negotiating you got to do. You have to, you just have to decide whether you want to pay him top dollar or not. And I don't know if the Niners have made up their minds yet. I don't know. seems weird. Okay, I'm Parag. Say, you know, uh, we really want to pay you a lot of money. And you're great. We admit it. Where were you the last month of the season? It's true. Also, you you tore your ACL and missed an entire season. Yeah. So we feel this is really a generous offer because although you're great, 
you've shown weakness in the past. I agree. I totally agree with Parag. I hope the Niners say that too. But what, what Nick could also say is, all right, well, if you don't want to pay me, there'd be 25 teams that would pay me what I want. And um, I'm sure you don't want to, I'm sure you'd rather have me on your team than face me. So what are you going to do? They're going to say, yeah. well, we have you under contract, buddy. So what are you going to do? And he's like, well, if you don't, if I don't play, you won't win. So what are you going to do? It's a very interesting game of chicken. It's, they are playing a game of chicken. Yeah. Who's going to blink first? I think the Niners will. Okay. I got, uh, I agree. I think, you know what, Iggy? I think they will. Yeah. So I want to ask you some questions. Mm -hmm. Let's go over um, Nick Bosa. Sure. Is he a likable person? In what sense? From what I know about him or how I've interacted with him? Interact. He's he's awake during group interviews. Meaning, <laughs> That's meaning, what I can say. He's awake during the group interviews that he gives us. Meaning he's on the verge of falling asleep? Yes. Meaning it, it, that um, when he interacts with the media, it's like it's an obligation, but he really couldn't care less. Correct. Now, if you get him after a loss, he's kind of good because he actually will tell the truth. But even then, he's barely awake. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's so, his business. If it's yeah, his fine. business, that yeah. wouldn't make me like him, but no. that's his business. Yeah. Okay. Let's. Yeah. Let's uh, take a couple super chats from the good people. Chris Telerico says, you guys have been around the organization for a long time. Does or will the increased national attention on the Niners motivate the Yorks to make a change? Interesting point. Um, to make a change with Kyle and John, I assume that means, right? Um, I don't know enough about the Yorks to answer that question. I, I really wish I could. I don't know enough. And I wouldn't I feel responsible if I did. I do, I do feel like they clung to Trent Balky until he became a national joke. Um, yeah. And I think one of the things they like about Kyle Shanahan is he has such a good reputation, and the Niners aren't jokes anymore like they were during the Tom Sula and Chip Kelly years. So if their reputation goes down, I don't know. Maybe the, maybe the Yorks would be more inclined to look elsewhere. Nathan Flores says, I'm surprised they kept only five cornerbacks. Thought uh, Knight and Jameson from Texas should have made the 53. Agree with you, Nathan. Matthew says, if I recall correctly, Jake Plummer said Mike Shanahan took away his joy. Plummer led Denver, toasting an NFC championship. Trey wanted that experience from junior. I do remember Plummer saying that. He said if, if there were 55 games uh, plays in a game and he was good on 50 of them, Mike would only want to talk about the five that were no good. And it graded on him after a while. They won a lot together. He was kind of like the Jimmy Garoppolo of that Denver team. Dave Barclay says, my two favorite. I love you guys. Don't know what the topic is, but trade Kyle, fire Lynch. And like I said, no more money spent for me until they're gone. Still love Trey. We spent first this year. Fourth, yeah. On the goal line says, always nice to see y'all after a long day in class. Lowell, will you be doing a record prediction for this season? Also, shout out to you. Uh, shout, out, shout out you a DM, Chase. All right, I'll, I, will, I will get that. Hold on, let me get it right. Dad, are you going to do a record prediction? Maybe next week before the season starts. Hold we on. We could do that. Hey, Che. Just texted you, Chase. Uh, D, I'll, I'll get back to you. Uh, Dustin the Gale says, do you think the York signed off on the Trey Lance trade? Had to. Had to. Had to. Their team. Sterling Oliveira says, will Brock's drop back change? How deep can he throw? We'll see. Maybe if he fixes know. this thing that JTO found. I think, listen, I, please don't take my word for it. It's only about a 20-minute clip. It's about the Chargers game, JTO Sullivan, you know, the quarterback school. It's fascinating. And I want to point out, it's overwhelmingly positive. He really likes Brock Purdy. Chris Telerico says, if you think they wanted to make Brock's life easier, they traded to get him out of the locker room, meaning Lance. The crowd would have called for Trey. If you're jaded, you think they don't know what they're doing. Well, I'm jaded. I don't think, I think they make moves for all the wrong decisions and they're looking for love in all the wrong places, Dad. <laughs> Fish and Chip I says, all kind, what? <laughs> all kind of weird in Kid Kyle world. Your players suck. Your plays suck, man. That's in the uh, immortal words of, of yeah, Jimmy. Jimmy Garoppolo. Dave Barclay says, they didn't want the we want Trey Chant at the game. They did what they should have done with Jimmy two years ago, so there is no more split. Smart move, wrong guy. Wish Trey the best and Kyle the worst. Interesting. Jo Josh White says, I lost my dad to COVID. The way you talk about Grant reminds me of the way my dad talked about me. Uh, it wasn't always deserved, but it was always needed. You're a winner in the game of life, Lowell. Thanks for setting the standard. Wow. 
Thanks, Josh. Joshua, I'm so sorry about your dad. So sorry. Rod Simmons. At Lowell, sir, describe old regime under describe how old regime understood how to cut losses. Example, Mariucci or Seifert versus current regime's failure to in your own words. Well, you know, when they had Seifert, well, when they had Mariucci, Bill had come back as an executive with the team. Um, when they had Seifert, Carmen was running the show. These are brilliant people. The, these are guys who sometimes made wrong moves, but generally not. And when they made a wrong move, they uh, corrected it very, very quickly. You know, when Bill first took over the team, early on, there were certain players who had uh, cocaine problems. I'm not going to It was that time. It, it was that time. It was that, it was that time. Yeah. Boy, when, boy, did Bill get rid of those guys fast. And look, I don't know. And, I wasn't even alive. But it always struck me that one of the things, what what Bill liked about Steve Young, left-handedness, sure. Being a Mormon, how about that? Yeah. How about a guy in the 80s who doesn't right. even drink Coke? Not alone, not alone <laughs> snort Coke, doesn't even drink it. Right. That would be enticing, especially in 1987. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. That was my error, though. Rod, thank you. Mike drops with Monsters. His biggest Cowboys fan, Jerry Jones. Yorks aren't fans of the Niners. Otherwise, they never trade a 23-year-old quarterback to Dallas amid a second NFC Cold War, so to speak. Yeah, that's just – you must really not think much of Trey to send him to your rival like that. And Iggy, could I say something? Yeah. Jerry Jones, he's a blowhard and all that. Sure. But he's, he seems to, to get good quarterbacks. He always seems to have one. Yeah. You know? I mean, he had Troy Aikman. He has uh, – He had Tony Romo. He, he had, had Tony, Tony Romo. Romo. Yeah. I mean, yeah. imagine, let's for a minute, of the three of them, Romo's the weakest. Yeah. Romo was a good quarterback. Imagine Tony Romo, not now, but when he was a player on this 49ers team. He Tony Romo good. went to four Pro Bowls. The Niners have had no Pro Bowl quarterback since Jeff Garcia. Tony Romo was damn good. Yeah. And imagine yeah. how, now, the only thing, and this is this is what makes me want to throw up. Say, oh, you know, imagine Tony Romo, but then Kyle might say, but he doesn't run my system. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? He's not yeah. running my system. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think right. Kyle, I think Kyle needs to get his system out of his system. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Joe, Joey says, no Bosa, no kicker, can't stop the run. Go to Bet US, smash the Steelers to win the cover. Speaking of them, we're going to get to them in a minute. Master J says, Haley Sanders, Owens, trade. Niners seem to send Hall of Famers to Dallas. They certainly did, said Haley there. Does York have the cojones to fire son and replace? I'm not sure. No. That, uh, no. They're, they're a unit. No. Dennis says, I hope it backfires on Kyle. So sick of him living on daddy's name. Offense and championships. Only things he's managed to do is lose two Super Bowls. Says Dennis McCray. Fish and chips. 170 uh, pounds. 170 pound. 170 million pounds for Leeds United FC. There's your Bosa cash. You know the Niners invested and became principal owners of a soccer team. I know. I didn't pay attention, but I know. And Parag, he's in charge of that? He's in charge. He's good. He knows what he's doing. He's good. He knows yeah. soccer, too. He's good at soccer, too. How about them? Niner says, Bosa wants a short contract to get another big payday in a few years. Niner want a longer-term deal to control the cap year-to-year, year, not the issue. Huh. Okay. That makes sense. That definitely makes sense. Old Man Rock says, wasn't there money involved for having Trey on the team instead of cutting or trading him by a certain date? I thought I heard it uh, what was in a day or two. Maybe. It's good. I don't, it's also short-sighted. Maybe so. Yeah. 49 Glory says, can you ask Kyle if he'd be willing to remove himself from the draft process? It's a good question. Kyle, could you remove yourself from the draft process? Surprise Kinlaw made the team, says Manny PSF. No. Not surprised he made the team. No, good and I want to say, good for Javon. Also, Javon is a big, strong guy. Iggy, I've seen him push back two offensive linemen on his own. Push him yeah. right back toward the quarterback. He He's could do not, that on pass plays. He can do it on pass plays. He has more yeah. trouble against the run. But in pass plays, he's absolutely a force. Absolutely. And on that note, I'd like to acknowledge our sponsor, BetUS, who does a great job. If you want to place a wager online, if you want to bet, let's say you want to bet on Steelers Niners week one. I like prop bets because they're silly. And I'm a silly guy. So first scoring play of the game. forty, And it's like... 
with most bets, you're like trying to be an expert. Like, oh, I, I know so much about the Niners. They're going to win by seven points. This is just stupid stuff. Like, is the first score of the game going to be Niners touchdown or a Niners field goal or a Steelers touchdown or a Steelers field goal? You can bet on that. It's a great way to earn money. Or you could do the winning margin. I guess this is more like you show your expertise. If you think the Niners are going to win by one to six, plus 300. You think the Niners are going to win by seven to 12, plus 450. If you think the Steelers are going to win by 43 or more points, you can make a lot of money, plus 1,100. Uh, all kind of props. If you think the, the game total will be an odd number, or an, you can bet on that. So click on the link in my description, and if you bet 10 bucks, they'll match it 125%. Highly recommend it. Bet US. It's the best. Thank you very much. Let's get back to the show. Hey, Dad. Iggy. Yes. One time before I retired, around the Super Bowl, I did a column on all the prop, a lot of the prop bets. I don't know which betting group I did it with, but some of them were wild. You could get odds whether or not Jesus Christ would appear on the field at halftime. There was actually a bet for that. I swear. Hey, to depending God. on the on the action, you might want to take that. <laughs> you might want to put one dollar on it just in case. Come on. You're right. Depending on the odds, good odds. <laughs> so if you if you want to check to see if there's a Jesus Christ prop, prop bet, you got to go to Bet US on your own. The links in the it might not be there yet, but you never know. Okay. Let's talk about the best position. The Niners just named their 53-man roster. We didn't talk about it much. It's there. It exists. But let's evaluate it. Best position group on the team, Your position, in your opinion? Uh, receivers. Okay. They do have some good receivers. Talk about this. Is, make the case. Okay. Do we include tight ends in receivers? I wouldn't, but if you want to, I won't. You're my dad. I can't tell you what to do. Yes, you can. Let's start. <laughs> Let's start. Uh, Debo Samuel and Ayuk. Yeah. As a combi- as a combination, Iggy. Now, again, you know the league better than I do, but it would be hard for me to imagine two starters on other teams that are any better than those two. Yeah, it's, I have to say they're as good as any starting tandem, and they complement each other really well. Like Debo Samuel – he isn't the greatest route runner or the greatest at catching the ball, but he is the greatest at running with the ball after the catch. And oh, Ayuk uh, is just runs just gorgeous routes and has these really long arms and makes these really ac- acrobatic catches. And he can run after the catch too. Like they're very uh, a good complementary duo. And then they have depth at the position. I like Juwan Jennings a lot. Yeah, yeah. What do you like about Jennings? Don't you? Yeah. Oh, He's a tough um, guy. Tough guy. Great hands. You know, he'll go over the middle and fight as opposed to Randy Moss. Yep. You know, he'll go over the middle, take the hit, stay on his feet, and get yards. It's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then they got this rookie, Ronnie Bell, who I don't know, he hasn't done it yet, but in the preseason, he was like their best player, at least of the backups. And you could do all kinds of stuff with him. He looked like Dante Pettis with like the Dante Pettis they wanted to get, the guy who could do a little bit of everything, but was really tough and gritty played for Jim Harbaugh at, uh, at Michigan Ronnie Bell I like him I would say also a tough guy now he did drop a few passes he did but, but so old Jennings and Debo I mean that, that almost seems like yeah. a, like a something that happens on the Niners they got to work on that the whole team Jerry Rice did at the beginning True. he dropped passes so it happens. I pointed out but it's no big deal and if you throw in the tight ends Kittle is a great tight end in the current bunch and you know what I love Ross Dwelly. I love him too. He's been on the team for such a long time and they don't really use him very much, but they clearly value him. They won't let him go anywhere else. He's like a lifer. And Iggy, he can catch. He is so sure-handed. Iggy, do you know him? I don't know him. That's the thing. Like, I've always left him alone because I've, it's so clear that I'm like his biggest advocate and I don't want people on his team, like teammates thinking that he's getting preferable media coverage because I like him. But his family did invite me out for a drink at the Super Bowl. Like I've been writing about Ross Dwelly since 2019 and it was going on for so long that when we finally got to Miami, I got a DM from, it might've been his girlfriend's mom at the time. She was like, look, we really would like to meet you. We can't believe that there's someone so enthusiastic about uh, our Ross. So I got to meet his best friend, his girlfriend, his parents, her parents. Uh, then what was interesting was George Kittle's girlfriend and sister and mom came by. I didn't, Kittle wasn't there, uh, but they all were like hanging out. It was cool. 
I like it. Iggy, my mild advice would be if he's in the locker room one day, you know, during the week, hey, Ross, uh, great for you to hang in there. It's nice to yeah. see you. Well, what do you got to give me a look like, who the hell are you? <laughs> so what? Yeah. You don't die okay. from it. No. All right. Let me give my best position group on the team. I'm going to say it's Fred. Uh, it's the, <laughs> I'm going to say it's the linebackers. <laughs> I think the linebackers, the deepest, best position group on the team. Fred Warner's the best. Dre Greenlaw's almost as good. They got two rookies. One of them looks really good in Jalen Graham. Demetrius Flanagan Falls has been on the team like four or five years. Uh, Oren Burks is a good player, and they just waved this Marcelino McCrary ball who could get picked up by another team. I feel like the Niners have the best linebacker coach in the league, and they're at the forefront of what linebackers should be. Used, linebackers used to be like 240-pound uh, run defenders. Now on the Niners, they're like 215, 220-pound guys who coverage specialists and the rest of the league is adopting it. So those linebackers are really good. I think it's the best part of the defense for sure. Better than the D line. I would agree. And look, I wouldn't fight to the death about who's better wide receivers or linebackers. They're both elite elite units. Would you agree? I just wanted to give props to a unit on the defense. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Weakest, weakest unit on the team. The offensive line. The offensive line. I would say that's um, painfully obvious. Like, they have the best left tackle in football, maybe. They have a solid left guard, a solid center. The right side of the offensive line has been an issue since they got here. It's not solid. It's subpar. And then the depth is non-existent. They have three offensive linemen, you say, are definitely quality starters. After that, they got a couple guys who probably should be backups and a few backups who probably should be on the practice squad. That's the Niners' offensive line. Okay, um, we we can't begin to get into Shanahan's mind, no. but he sure puts his quarterbacks at risk. It's Iggy, almost like he doesn't really value them, and he thinks that they're replaceable. Iggy, was it before that we started the broadcast or during the broadcast? I mentioned what uh, O'Sullivan said about someone almost hurting Purdy in the last game. Did I do it in this broadcast? You did. You did. Very okay. interesting. I think that there's two philosophies. What's the best way to protect a quarterback? Great pass protection or a great running game? The Shanahan's firmly believe it's a great running game. So left tackle aside, every other member of the offensive line is there for what they're going to do in the running game. And that's great. You know, if you run the ball more than you pass it, you limit the exposure to the pass rush, fine. But there's always going to be those third downs. There's always going to be those plays where you're down 10 and you have to come back to, you know, hurry up offense. Eventually you have to drop back and throw. And if your quarterback gets crushed at some point during those plays, the run game didn't really help much. So they've been, I mean, this has been what Mike's been doing since the nineties, just filling the offensive line with late round picks, guys that no one else would want that fit their run scheme. And Iggy, if you're down late in the game, you can't run it. Nope. So their whole, their whole philosophy is take the lead early, keep it, win. Great. Well. Great if it works. Doesn't always work works. that way. They fell behind early against Philly. They were down 7 nothing, and Brock Purdy got hurt throwing. Yeah. 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 Yep. Also, I don't think the quarterback room is as great as it used to be. I mean, they had Trey Lance. They got rid of Trey Lance. Now they have Brandon Allen in there. I'm not a big Sam Darnold guy. Brock Purdy looks good until they get him hurt again. Um I'm a little concerned about the quarterback room. I think it could be better. It was a lot better last week. Iggy, here's one for you. Do you think that Brock Purdy will miss games this season because he got blasted in a game? Yes. I do too. Yes. Since Kyle's been here in five of the six years he's been here, his quarterback has gotten injured, his starting quarterback, five of the six years. Yeah. I just... um, I don't blame Brock for this at all, by the way. I really love to watch him work. But I just can see someone coming around from his right from because the right side of that offensive line is not good enough. And I could see someone blasting him, like what happened against Philly. And um, so I I do think, Iggy, Sam Darnold's going to play. I agree. That's not what you want. And what's interesting about... That what you just said, 
so that play ended the Niners season and Kyle Shannon won't take responsibility. And he essentially said it was a good play call, but the tight end should have made the block. So the tight end who missed the block, Tyler Croft, is off the team. It's his fault. And the way they replaced him, they, they spent a third round draft pick on a blocking tight end, Cameron Latu. And he's already on IR for the entire year. So Latu, the guy who was dropping all those passes? He's on IR. He injured his meniscus. He's out for the whole year. And so that upgrade they were trying to get at blocking tight end so they could continue running the system the way that he wants to run it is, is not there. So now they're going to have to either adjust the system, which he'll never do, or no. just keep calling the same stuff and living with the results and blaming the quarterback. Whoa. Interesting. I mean, the fact that he calls seven-step drops from under center with that, with that offensive line is criminal. If you had the best offensive line in the league and all five guys were dominant in pass protection, yeah, by all means, do that. But if you don't, you know, there's this thing called the shotgun, and they created it to get the quarterback away from center quicker because these off these defense alignment don't fuck around. Iggy, what do you not like about the seven-step drop? It's the slowest way to get the quarterback away from under center. He holds the ball a long time. If you want to get him deep, put him in the shotgun. He can run. He can do a five-step drop from the shotgun, get it to the same depth quicker. Otherwise, I mean, you. If you want a quarterback to hold the ball forever in the pocket so you can get some long developing play, like invest in pass protection, dude. Right. Dude, get a so good right, you, right tackle. Get a good right guard. Sorry. So if you're going to use seven-step drops, you need to compensate by getting the right side of your offensive line up to snuff. But what J.T. O'Sullivan is saying is like, man, this is, too, this is stuff coaches did in 2004, back when they were a little hesitant to adopt the shotgun because remember bill walsh never used the shotgun he felt right. you know it's my whole system is based on timing so i i don't want to do that okay well if he were coaching today he would adopt the shotgun because the disparity between the athleticism of the d lineman and the o lineman is crazy and the quarterback just gets swarmed before he reaches his final step of the drop so get him in the shotgun get the ball out quicker get the ball out quicker you got to or get the greatest offensive lineman in the league which they don't have. I see. So, so J.T. O'Sullivan is saying that what Kyle is using is from an offense from another era, from a preceding era. And he's saying doing it in this era with this offensive line is dangerous at best. Yeah. Yeah. I got it. Yep. I got it. Yep. 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 Let's take some comments from the people, the good people who watch. Sterling, I've always disliked Jerry Jones. Lance trade changed me. Interesting. Dustin the Gale says, if the Yorks allowed the Trey Lance trade, are they partially responsible for letting him go before we knew what his skill set truly was? Kyle has control, but there are certain pivotal moments to step in. Well, you can't force him to coach him when he doesn't want to force. He doesn't want to coach. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And plus, probably Kyle said he, he doesn't work out. He can't do this. He can't yeah. do that. And and what what does Jed know? Hypeflix says leads relegated to lower league after the Niners buy. Yeah, that was good. Fish and Chip says, Lowell, looking after my mother, your, your generation after a fall. So I've been watching Grant at my mom's place. Iggy making her laugh. Thanks, Cone fam, for me. Oh, that's a nice. Thank you so much. Best of luck to her. And, Cosmo and says, good to your mom. Yeah, good yeah. for your mom. Cosmo says, I never bought the Trey hype, but do feel this team needs a head of football ops to oversee decisions that impact future seasons. Well, isn't that supposed to be John Lynch? It's me, though. It's us. We can do it. <laughs> Angelica Christopher says, hi, Grant and Lowell, my favorite show of the week. Thank you, Angelica. Appreciate that. Thank you, that. Angelica. Stephen Pryor says, Jordan Willis and Alex Leatherwood released. Niners need uh, jump ASAP. Anyone else you guys like? I'm not a Leatherwood guy. I don't think he's good. Jordan Willis, I did like. They should bring him back. He was in the team last year. Monsa says, seven-step drops, AD and rush point makes it harder for the tackle. Yeah, right. they, they, have, they can just rush straight. The coach says Latu doesn't need to sit the entire year with the meniscus injury. I've had that injury, which means he's being shelved because he's not a direct contributor, a.k.a. another third-round miss. It's an excuse. Agree. Uh, I, I don't know about the meniscus as well as you do, but it felt like an, an excuse to redshirt him. They could have brought him back if they wanted to. Thanks, Coach. Thanks, Coach. And we did it. It's 5 o'clock on the dot, and we did our show. I think one hour is a good length for a show. Some people do like two or three. I like one hour. Also, I'm an old guy. An hour is about what I can do. <laughs> Yeah. Well, Dad, I think you were phenomenal. I'll give you an A-plus for today's show. I give you an A-plus, too. I love doing this. I love you, Iggy. I love you, too, Dad. Uh, thank you. I'll call you in a minute. Thanks for watching, everyone. 
I'll be back tomorrow.